Everybody said we should have an intro song But we don't want to waste your time Hello and welcome to The Long Way Around, your weekly dose of madness. I'm Jackson. And I'm Josh. And we're here today to talk to you about a problem that's plaguing all of America's cities. Roaming packs of rabid wild dogs. Every city has that problem. Every single one I've ever been to. Just murderers in the street every day by rabid dogs. Rabid feral dogs are the number one cause of death in America. And you could take that to the bank. I don't know what you'd do with it once you got there. It is not a form of currency that will be accepted. <laughs> but you can take it there because this is America. You can take it there because you can do whatever you want. Although, I would not recommend going into the bank dressed as any kind of costumed supervillain. Nah, it's a poor decision. John almost did that as the Joker once. Oh, yeah, that's real bad. Yeah, he was in full costume and he almost walked into the bank and then he was like, oh my god!" Was it on Halloween, though? I don't think it was on Halloween, okay. no, because we did a few parades, you know? Yeah. And he did it for, like, work parties a couple times, I think, and so I think it just would have been the kind of thing that landed you a long talk with a couple of police officers and... Yeah, probably no real charges, but certainly... uh not a fun afternoon. <clears throat> Definitely a bad afternoon. But it did almost happen. Luckily, he did not do it. So this morning when I got into work, other than being devastated at finding out that Jackson was not going to be there today, uh, we have a new coworker who just started. His name is Daniel. He sits just across from me and Jackson. And this morning, he asked me uh, what I did over the weekend. I said we were just hanging out with family. I said that we were hanging out with family because, like, my mom was going in for surgery today. And I guess we want to see each other, like, in case, like, you know, she dies or something. Jeez. That's really morbid. Yeah. But, uh, but his story that he said afterwards was a really odd way of uh, talking to somebody who just told you their mother's going in for surgery. Oh, no. <laughs> I love you, Daniel, because I know you listen, or you're going to listen to this because you listened to two podcasts today, which I'm really proud of you about. Is that true? Uh yeah, he did. He listened to our podcast? He listened to this podcast. Well, not this one we were, from, we were recording, but uh, yeah, he listened to episode two. Oh, wow. And like half of episode three. Oh, wow. Well, that was nice of him. Anyway. Or just not smart of him, I guess. <laughs> uh, anyways, he, uh, after I told him that my mother's going for surgery, he then proceeded to tell me that he had a grandfather who went in for surgery for, well, not for surgery, for a colonoscopy. And the uh, the doctor uh, ended up rupturing his bowels during the colonoscopy. Whoa. And he was dead in 48 hours. Oh and this is the gosh. story he told me immediately after me sa telling him that my mother was going in for surgery. Jeez. <laughs> uh, and he did it with a laugh and a smile on his face. <laughs> what a weird guy. <laughs> Daniel, that was mean. Uh, I thought it was really funny. Thanks for thanks for lifting my spirits, Daniel. <laughs> it is a it is a funny reaction, or it's a it's a funny thing to tell somebody who whose mother's going to surgery, though, for sure. Yeah, funny or bad. I mean, bad. I think is another good word for that, right? Yeah. Bad? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, try to stay away from death stories when someone's a little worried about something, or especially if they're not worried, don't introduce that. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. If you're going to tell any story, like if you're just doing that word association thing that humans do when someone says something like, da 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 da, -da China, and you're like, oh, I've been to China. Like, if you're going to do that about a life-threatening thing, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, or funny. just tell a good story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I went to China. I watched a whole bus full of American tourists get killed. But don't be worried. Like, what? No. I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah. Just tell the stories about all the people you... I've known a lot of people that have had surgeries, and they were all okay, Josh. Don't worry. Surgery <laughs> is good. Modern medicine is a, is a wonder and a thrill. Uh, I don't know about thrill. <laughs> might be going overboard a little bit. I don't know. I appreciate where you're coming from. It could I be like a where, thrill. Like One time the is. doctor, uh, the dentist turned up the nitrous ox... Or, yeah... Yeah, nitrous oxide too high and I passed out. 
That was a thrill. Well, that's pretty. I would consider that a thrill. Yeah, I was high as a kite. Oh yeah, yeah. I talked to my mother just like a, an hour ago, and she was also high as a kite. So I guess you can call that a thrill too. So oh, yeah, modern medicine is a thrill. Yeah, he I've turned it up too yet. high, and I just <laughs> all I remember is slowly float like drifting back into consciousness and being like, I don't know where I am right now. That's probably okay. <laughs> Wait, why would that be okay? Because I can't feel my arms and legs. What do you mean you can't feel your arms and legs? I was like, oh, is this what it's like to be high? Quick, do math. And then I like tried to do math in my head to see if I could still be, I could still have access to my full, like, con- my full, uh, like functional brain usage. Yeah, I still have my wits about me when I'm high, and I totally could. And then I was like, but it'd be way more fun to not do that. And then I just like <laughs> let myself drift away again. And then I heard him say, hey, is it too high? And I, and, and like somehow that penetrated my consciousness enough for me to like sh- wag my whole head like, no. And he's like, I think I should turn it down. And I like shook my head again. He's like, yeah, that's what they all say. <laughs> he like turned it down a little bit. And then I came back to myself more. That's so funny. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, I was freaking high though i've never had like i've gotten nitrous since then no comparison like it was clearly <laughs> that turned doctor up. just had it on like 11 it was just way too high and i was gown like yeah, i drove away and i absolutely should not have been driving like so i remember funny. being like oh i'm driving while i'm a little bit high this is kind of whoa the road's turning and like i had to just, i pulled over <laughs> that's a good call um yeah that doctor gave you a lot Yep. You're a big guy. Yep. I feel like if I got the same amount, I'm a, I might be dead right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I turned it up too high. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, oh, it's a really, really tall guy. He definitely needs double the amount I usually give. Because I think that, I think he did it for a while, and he's like, "Is it working?" And I was like, "I don't think so." And then the next thing I remember is regaining consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I do remember um, when I was eight years old, going in for surgery. Uh, I guess the only time other than like getting my wisdom teeth out that I've actually like had anesthesia, um, anesthetic, I mean, I think it's anesthesia. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you might say the only time you went under anesthesia maybe, oh. but like, I think you're good. I was thinking that word meant something different. Anyway. Oh no, it means what you think. Okay. It means. <laughs> anyway, um, when I was going under and I think this is a common practice is like they put the gas mask on you and they're like, okay. We're going to ask you to count back from 10 now. <laughs> and of course, you only make it to like seven. Yeah, you wake up three hours later. Yeah. There's organs missing. Yeah, I wake, I wake up three hours later with my tonsils missing and, you know, having all sorts of horrible things stuck to my body. Like what? Well, like an IV oh. and like a, a weird like thermometer thing that they like taped onto my forehead. <laughs> like a meat thermometer? Yeah, it's it like a meat thermometer. That they, yeah, <laughs> they just stuck it into my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Ding! Oh, he's done. <laughs> Why did you have your tonsils taken out? Because I was I had gotten uh, tonsillitis for like the fifth time. Oh my in a matter gosh. of Like two months. Oh yeah, just over and over again. They were like your your tonsils have obviously turned against you. Yeah, they are. They have defected. They have lost the and, war. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, they've gone so far as to join the other side. <laughs> uh. Oh, that's the worst. I only had, the doctor said it actually technically wasn't tonsillitis, but he said it was something similar. Uh, and I only had that once. It was when we were first married. We were living in that first apartment up in Smithfield. And it was hands down, well, besides this back pain I've had, and really in a way it was worse than this back pain. I threw out my back like two days ago. Um, but yep, Jackson, worse than that was that throat pain because it affected everything. Like at least with this, if I find a good position, I cannot move and I'm okay. Yeah. And yeah, it sucks to crawl around after like bite down on a washcloth, as I was telling you earlier, to like <laughs> Just, roll over in bed, for example, to keep from crying out in pain. But it wasn't as bad as every single swallow, every single breath. Like truly just choosing not to eat for a long period of time because it was so excruciating that it actually made tears come to my eyes to swallow. Like that was definitely worse. Yeah. Yeah. My parents were the most worried about me after I got my tonsils taken out that they've ever been. Uh, not because that like the surgery didn't go well or because there were complications or I was sick afterwards. It's because obviously you can't like eat or drink hardly anything like it just hurts to do swallow it all right uh but it was because i didn't laugh anymore they said it was a solid two weeks that i just didn't laugh 
first of all, because I was in pain and I probably like, you know, didn't think things right. were funny, but also because it hurt a lot to I laugh. Bet, yeah. And as a, as a child, apparently I was a very, a very, I don't know, laughy boy, humorous boy. I was always making fun of people, <laughs> which has, uh, which has not changed a lot since then. Yeah. I was going to say, that sounds pretty much like you now, but, uh, always laughing and happy. And so you were just like this sober, somber yeah, child. They were really worried. They thought like they changed me. They thought like they took a part of my brain out or something. They lobotomized you yeah. secretly at the same time. <laughs> he came out a different person. All right, Josh, come surgery. back in two days for a post-op checkup and also fill out this survey, this psychological <laughs> survey. Well, I'll give you another one when you come back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I said, the CIA can't just give people a, LSD anymore in bars. They gotta come up with other stuff now. <laughs> and apparently that is to lobotomize children. children. <laughs> yeah, just, that's like a, a, like two steps worse than what they were yeah, doing Yeah, I would before. say it's a little more than two steps because <laughs> LSD taken once is gonna make you have a bad trip, but then you'll be okay in like a day. Yeah. At most, I would imagine 24 hours, no more consequences. <laughs> lobotomy? Permanent. Yeah, lobotomy is one of those things. There's not a lot of going back from. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> Ugh. That's the second time you brought up lobotomy. <laughs> I think it's also the second time I brought up the CIA doing something sketchy <laughs> other than the LSD thing, comparing it to that. Oh, oh the CIA. At least he's consistent. <laughs> Consistently depraved, <laughs> but consistent. Oh, man, that's pretty funny. So is your mom okay after the surgery? Yeah, she's doing great. Just it high was as a, a kite. She is high. Yeah, it was as high. She is as high as kite. It was pretty funny to talk to her. Last time she was this high. And my mother's had several surgeries. Uh, this is like one of the only ones that's been planned, though, for a little while. Most of the other surgeries she's had is because, like, she's broken bones horribly. Jeez. Yeah. Um, she does not diagnose with osteoporosis, but maybe she should be diagnosed with just, like, being clumsy. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, last time she had surgery, she broke... Uh, her like both bones in her forearm, her tibia and fibia. So it's called. Those are leg bones. Those are leg bones. What's the arm one? Radius and ulna. Oh, that's it. There you go. Got it. I'll just pretend uh, she, I was gonna get there. <laughs> she broke both those bones, and uh, it happened in November. And she thought it would be a good idea that while in the hospital, she would Christmas shop for everybody. <laughs> it was it was definitely one of the funniest Christmases we've ever had since she <laughs> bought like all of her sons, including my youngest brother, who was like 10 at the time, uh, all like tape measures. Like every single one of us got a tape measure. We were all still living in the same household. <laughs> For when you move out, the child. Yeah, yeah like my, yeah, my 10-year-old brother getting a tape measure. We also all got manicure sets, which is pretty funny. <laughs> uh, and other than that, most of the other presents that she bought for us, either we couldn't use because she got us like video games for platforms we didn't own <laughs> or stuff we already had, like videos we already owned. So That's really funny. It started out as like, you know, just like a not great Christmas. But by the end, it was just so funny that it was it was a, it was a good Christmas. <laughs> just every present was like a new gag. <laughs> What's this one going to be? Did she not remember at that point? Uh, she, I mean, you mean my mom, like not remembering. Yeah. It was after. like, she also surprised when you're opening these irrelevant gifts. I think so. I think she literally bought all the presents and she remembered enough from it that she knows that she got us presents. And it was done. And it was done. It was handled. And like, I don't know, but they had to wrap them at some point though too, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're asking me, but probably, yeah. I don't know. And are you, do you believe in Santa Claus? <laughs> I mean, don't you? Okay. Then yeah, maybe not. Maybe Santa wrapped them then. <laughs> or his elves or whoever. What if you did still believe in Santa Claus? It'd be difficult because I have a child. Yeah, but he's a baby. Yeah. He's like, he's not, he's definitely not aware yet. He is not. So what happens this Christmas when I, when I wake up and there's no presents from Santa under the Christmas tree for my son? What, what do I think then? I'm asking you this. Oh, you're asking me this? Yeah. I'm saying, what if you really believed in Santa Claus? Knowing what you know now, would you want me to shatter that for you? Or would you hope that I would be like, I would preserve your childhood innocence? I would want you to preserve my innocence for sure. I'd want you to make it a goal for the rest of your life to make sure that I did not think that Santa was fake. Like I want, I want you to like go so far as to travel across the country, break into my house and put presents under my tree every Christmas Eve just to keep that lie alive. Where are you moving? I don't know. Nowhere. Oh. Right now. But I mean, if you ever move to... 
faraway coasts <laughs> or to the middle of the ocean. <laughs> the middle of the yeah, that would pose a real problem. <laughs> Gotta get across the international dateline in time, or else Josh won't believe in Santa. What so, do I do? Sounds How like do a, I make it? The plot of a good movie. Yeah, I'll call it the transporter. Uh, now I think of it, probably like a straight to DVD movie. <laughs> Transporter three, then. <laughs> uh. My name is Jason Statham. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, no, certainly this this movie should never be made. And I and I have solemnly sworn an oath to help my friend believe in Santa Claus as long as he lives. <laughs> uh. <laughs> This is my story. You like served with my brother in like Afghanistan or something, yeah. and he, and you held him in your arms as he died. And oh his dying God. wish was that you would never let me find out that Santa wasn't real. Uh, he says, "Wait, Jason, I've got to tell you something. What is it, mate? Anything? Because I'm a Marine. I'm an American Marine." <laughs> Not even trying with American <laughs> accent. <laughs> and you can tell me anything. Uh, my brother, I mean, my brother, Josh, he he still believes in Santa, but that's insane. <laughs> We've been keeping the dream alive for all these years. Don't, don't let him know. Wait, don't you have any other family members that can... <laughs> no... Aaron. <laughs> it's a real tearjerker. No. Sorry. I'll keep my promise. <laughs> Sorry for killing you off in this episode, Aaron. I'm from America. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's my solemn duty every year. To make this bugger believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> See, the, it's so funny. I feel like uh, that's a very American thing to do, though, <laughs> is to be in a movie and just not even try to have the accent of whatever character <laughs> yeah. you are. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a very American thing. I watched one. I think it was called The Ghost in the Darkness, maybe. And Val Kilmer was supposed to be Irish, an Irish soldier in Africa. Like, I can't remember what they were even doing, building a bridge or something. And there was there were these two lions that kept attacking and, and killing people and you're supposed to be irish and i mean i'm not kidding every 20 minutes or something he'd say one word a little off and i'd be like why does he pronounce that word that way and they're like oh yeah that's right he's supposed to be from ireland <laughs> a place everyone- that has one of one of if not the strongest accents in the english language certainly and it's just so noticeable so definable yeah. unmistakable yes. and every once in a while he would just say a word a little weird <laughs> like that and, he'd be and like, you'd be like why would he did what, what, what just happened you're like oh he's, he's trying to be irish yeah oh he's irish i keep forgetting <laughs> it was really bad ruins the immersion well it just it like not only did it ruin the immersion you just forgot like you yeah. just would constantly not remember that he was supposed to be anything other than val kilmer <laughs> which is fine i mean he should just own it right it would have made the movie point, better he if you just like was like I'm Irish, but only for like the story. Not but it was vaguely person. based on a true story, and they started the movie by saying, "You know, no one would believe me if I told this story, but it's true." And I looked up the details, and it wasn't. It at was all. not true. It was yeah, like it was vaguely based on real events, but none of the characters, like nothing about it, basically wow. was was real. There were two lions once. Is basically all those. <laughs> there was two lions that ate people. Uh. The end. <clears throat> They were too smart to be caught or killed until obviously they both caught and killed them. Thanks a lot, Hollywood. Yeah, it was a bad one. They did not do a good job. Those little... There's there's two lions fighting over here. (laughs) Those little kittens are playing. (laughs) I want an entire show where it's just... It's just you as Val Kilmer... Or not even Val Kilmer. I mean, you as a Jason, Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> but just like going about your daily routine, talking like that <laughs> in the in the growliest version of my voice. Yeah, you're like like at work on the phone with somebody. I need you to open up Internet Explorer, <laughs> <laughs> sir. If you could have a little bit of patience, please. <laughs> 
We're going to get this taken care of for you. (laughs) Now, did you want curly fries or waffle fries? (laughs) Oh, that does sound like a pretty good series. A pretty good series with a 30 second gag that never gets any smarter or different. <laughs> no, it's and it'd be like recurring episodes too. And we just bank on the fact that we're going to get canceled after the first show and anything after that's just gravy. <laughs> like we just keep throwing the same thing against the wall. White gravy, a brown gravy. <laughs> with your potatoes, sir. Oh, Which did you want? It's <laughs> uh, really funny. <laughs> You know what I like to imagine sometimes is the pitch meetings that must have happened. And like for nacho fries? Uh yeah, well actually I was gonna say for like movies or TV shows, oh, but okay. really all of all products, I do like to imagine that. Because if you imagine those things in the context of like a modern day board meeting. Anything sounds insane. Yeah, just it all sounds insane. <laughs> you just you go into a board meeting. And you're like, okay, um, I've got this new product. It's called a telephone, <laughs> and you talk into it, and then people somewhere else, pretty much any distance, as long as they're connected by cables, uh, can hear someone's voice. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds pretty cool. So, I mean, how does it work? Well, it's all a bit technical, but all you really need to understand is uh, your voice is turned into some sort of electrical signal that's put across uh, cables. And as long as you have cables connecting everyone, this could be this could be in every house. This could be in every house. This could be in every business. And anyone, anywhere, at any time could just pick up the telephone and talk to someone else on the other end. So Josh, you, you play the, you play the executive and I'll be the investor from this point on. So the only downside is, uh, we do have to connect all of those, every single building and every single one with wires. How does it sound? Sounds like a a lot of money up front. Oh yeah. A lot of money up front. And, uh, but don't worry, I do have a plan for these wires. Obviously you just don't want wires hanging around everywhere, draping them through the streets, right? Yeah, obviously. So what we're going to do is we're going to find really straight trees (laughs) that are like 60 feet tall and very straight. We're going to cut all the branches off them. We're going to peel all the bark off them. We're going to make them nice and round. And then we're going to dig like a 15 foot hole. And we're just going to plunk it right down in there. And we're going to call it a telephone pole. Uh, because then <laughs> you're just going to put like a cross beam across the top and just put the wires on it and then just string them from pole to pole about every hundred feet across the entire planet. Just everywhere. Everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. everywhere. I'm going to say no. You're going to pass? Yeah, I'll pass. I'll let, uh, I'll let Mr. Mr. Bell hear your, hear your argument. This could be the next big thing. Nah, it's just a fad. (laughs) Obviously an absurd idea, right? The idea of stringing wires, just elevating them above the ground and stringing them everywhere. It is insane. It's also insane how quickly it was done, though, and how long of a distance it was done in, like from the get-go. Yeah, they had a transatlantic cable relatively quickly, considering. (laughs) Yeah, I worked in a small village in alaska for five summers in a row called skagway and um they in 1898 had a telegraph line put in all the way to skagway which is such a long cable i think a little under a thousand miles from like like the washington coast up like the inlets to skagway and they got a freaking telegraph line up there they did it just in the water yeah just in the water that probably is easier i guess yeah i mean you can't just lay it on the ground in the water (laughs) although there is an there is an entire industry that is just dedicated to uh laying those kind of cables and also repairing them yeah which is pretty insane yeah they'd have to be able to repair them do those places all still have and maintain hard lines? Uh, Skagway does. In fact, the year that I left, they got a fiber optic cable Jeez. laid in and put underground. I mean, I mean, I don't think that telegraph line was was kept around very long. For, <laughs> Until then, they were still on the telegraph. <laughs> Been 140 uh, years. Yeah, they they after the telegraph went away, and as soon as microwave t- towers were a thing, that's how Skagway got its internet for a long time, and phone was 
like microwave towers. Really? I'm not familiar with that technology at all. Yeah. I think it's similar to like cell phone. Right. Like, just an early predecessor. To yeah. 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 So do they have fiber optic internet now? They do. Well, I mean, I don't think it's like put out to every single house, um, but in the city itself, they do have <laughs> blazing fast speeds of like 25 mega megabits per second, <laughs> which is uh, quite a bit faster than originally, which you can get a maximum of eight gigabits per second. Eight was gigabits like per second? Eight, eight megabits. Okay. Me. Eight megabits per second was the cap. And... Um, I think that's like the minimum requirement for like like regular Netflix, not for high def Netflix, mm. and uh, <coughs> that w- and it was also metered. So like if you were a normal per- person who like watching like videos, you probably paid at least three hundred bucks a month for oh internet. Oh gosh, yeah, and got like pretty terrible service. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but things have changed since that fiber optic cable got put in. So there wasn't a better option with like DSL or something. No, how come? There was only one internet service provider. Provider. Yeah, but. So how you can do, get satellite internet actually, but that's worse. So it's worse. <laughs> satellite internet, yeah. It hasn't improved, huh? No, no. I think Elon Musk has plans to put like a whole bunch of satellites, like low orbiting satellites, that are supposed to at least be like usable. Because right now, regular satellite internet is unreliable if it's cloudy or like anything's wrong, <laughs> or like the satellite dish doesn't have a direct line of sight with the satellite. Uh, but also it's got an extremely high amount of latency because you're sending that signal to freaking space. Oh, space. The final frontier. How does it, what is that signal like made of? Like, what is it? Uh, I don't know. I have to look it up. I mean, light of some sort. Yeah. Not stuff you can see, but. But the speed of light, that shouldn't cause any latency. I mean, we've had this discussion (laughs) on this very (laughs) podcast and the speed of light should cause zero latency anywhere on earth. I don't think it's the, I don't think it's the fact that it causes latency because of the distance. I think it's the fact that it has to go from your house to the satellite or to the satellite from that satellite to a different satellite from that satellite theoretically to maybe even a a few more satellites and then back to the ground. And every single one of those transition periods is definitely not traveling at the speed of light because it has some sort of processor like computer on board that needs to like process those requests and then sound the correct signals. And I think that's where the latency actually gets introduced. Although, although distance definitely does affect it. And I think it's because partially because speed of light, but mostly probably because of those, uh, those places where it actually has to like, you know, hit a traffic stop you know in a, in a weird analogy i guess a bottleneck yeah some sort of bottleneck some sort of throttle neck yeah if you will. i mean playing video games like if you're on pc you have the option of like choosing different uh zones in the world to play yeah. so obviously like north america or even like really popular games will split it into uh you know eastern united states and western united states right and if you want to play like on asian or like uh, australian servers like the ping is just like four times as high as it is here hmm. that makes sense and i mean four times is like the difference between you know, like 40 milliseconds, yeah, like over 200 yeah. milliseconds. Right, right. It's small, but, but still. But it's very noticeable when you start playing. Yes. Uh, like like a first-person shooter. It does not take much in a first-person no. shooter no, no, no. for latency to pop up as a very annoying problem. Yes. Our lag was the bane of our existence playing Halo 3 back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, when someone would kill you and you were like, I was around the corner. <laughs> yeah. It like, doesn't matter if you were around the corner on their screen. Sorry. Yeah. Somebody has to be more correct than someone else. <laughs> yeah. And if uh, they see you on the screen and they shoot you, even if you're not there anymore on your screen, doesn't matter. Oof. The worst. The worst. The absolute worst. My name is Jason Statham, and I'm here to fight lag. <laughs> and I'm here. To make sure Christmas is never cancelled. <laughs> what would the name of that movie be? Uh, uh, Transporter 4. Transporter 4. So not even trying. <laughs> Just Trans, Transporter, Transporter 4. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> it's the point in the series where the only reason they're getting any more money is because they're releasing it at Christmas and they needed to come up with something they could release at Christmas. That's right, buddy. <laughs> That's right. Jason Statham standing there with a, a very baggy, loose-fitting Santa suit on <laughs> and just his normal, like, scruffy black just beard. Not trying to be no, Santa even, no. other than just a Shaved, bald, no hat. <laughs> 
with just his normal beard. At one point, has a red bag in in the movie that he just beats somebody to death with. <laughs> There's definitely more violence than your typical Christmas Santa <laughs> Claus movie. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I guess by that logic, it could also be it could either be the transporter four, transporter, <laughs> <laughs> transporter four, Santa Claus three. <laughs> it's just so confusing. <laughs> Tim Allen has a brief cameo before <laughs> Jason Statham pushes him out of the sled. I'm going to need this old man. <laughs> oh, there's like a subplot though where he's also trying to like stop a, a terrorist incursion on US soil, obviously. Yeah, right, right. While he's also attempting to <laughs> save Christmas for Josh. But Jason, are you sure you or I mean, but Santa but Santa, are you sure you'll be able to stop all the bombs and deliver it to the gifts to Josh's house in one night? How does Santa do it? I'll do it the same way. <laughs> through through magic and flying. And murder. <laughs> Santa, I don't think does I don't think Santa uses murder often. I don't know. That suit the legend has it, that suit is dyed red with the blood of the children who crept downstairs to see him take their milk and cookies. <laughs> What is up with the plot of the movie The Santa Claus anyway? I don't know if I've seen that movie. <gasps> with Tim Allen? Oh, you mean Santa Claus. Is it called The Santa Claus? I think so. Oh. Because it's the Santa Claus with an E. It's the Santa Claus on the business card. Oh, you're right. So uh, No, I have seen it then. Not in a long time. Okay, sure. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time either. I definitely don't watch it every night. But After that blood thing, I thought you were talking about a horror film about Santa Claus. Yeah, well, that's from the Ask a Ninja oh, yeah. videos. <laughs> oh, okay. Santa's one, Santa Claus is one of the greatest ninjas of all time. How do you think he gets in, out, in and out of every house on earth in one night undetected? <laughs> Uh, that suit is dyed red with the blood of the children who crept downstairs to see him. Don't try to sneak up on Santa Claus, kids. That is internet gold. <clears throat> vintage, vintage internet gold. Yeah. Um, the plot of the Santa Claus is Santa Claus on Christmas Eve falls off the roof on someone's house and dies yeah. on impact. Well, and it's kind of Tim Allen's fault, too. Is it? Because he like yells at him, I thought. Like he sees Santa. Oh, does he? And he like shouts at him and he falls down. And he freaking kills him. That couldn't be. Well, he doesn't then he doesn't then kill him. Well, he no, that, like, he he inadvertently causes Santa to fall to he his doesn't, death. He doesn't go and stomp on his trachea or something. Because yeah, apparently, like in the in the thousands of years that like, Santa has been delivering presents, he's not <laughs> once fallen off a house. Or had like ice spikes on his boots. Yeah. Which he exclusively uses for walking on snowy roofs, yeah. by the way. Yeah. If, if your entire job is predicated on the fact that you're walking in a very steep incline yeah. on something that does not have a lot of friction right, and right. it's usually covered in snow and ice. Why don't you ask a roofer or a chimney yeah. sweep what kind of footwear <laughs> they use? Oh, just the, the those flat bottom boots, you know. Sure, yeah. <laughs> when I'm not wearing those, I usually just wear a couple of a couple of chucks, a couple of high tops. Got a couple of got a couple of Chuck Taylor All Star Converses. <laughs> I just strap those bad boys on, you know, and they don't stop the ankle from rolling or from the slippings. But you know, I like them. <laughs> they, they're, they're classic. They're not comfortable. They're classic. They're not useful. But they look cool. They look cool, I guess, if that's what you like. I feel like we're turning into Muppets. <laughs> and now you like it. <laughs> Kermit the Frog here for Chuck Taylor Converse All-Stars. This episode is not brought to you by Chuck Taylor. However, it is brought to you by the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> the Muppets. <laughs> They're still relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Well said, Beaker. Um, I can't do a good Bunsen at all, but that was my attempt. You think that's a little racist towards Swedes? <laughs> Swedes, yeah. I feel like it is. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard someone that's an actual member of the Aryan race be offended because of racism. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know if that works, man. Oh, that's that's funny. The Nordic, the Nordic, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed Nordic people of the north. I've never heard them protesting with signs. Like, man, we're so oppressed. Yeah, there's not a lot of oppressing. They're always on the other end of that stick. Yeah, I feel like Sweden doesn't really rock the boat anymore. Ever since they stopped sending invaders into the Southlands. Oh yeah, it's too bad. Those good old raids. <laughs> Is it? 
<laughs> a lot of murder back then. <laughs> a lot, a lot of murder, a lot of pillaging, but hey, also a whole lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just Jackson for president. <laughs> a lot of murder, <laughs> a lot of pillaging, but also not a small amount of fun. <laughs> not a small amount. Admit it. We're all gonna die somehow. Would you? Wouldn't you rather it be with a giant battle axe embedded in your chest? If you had to choose, if you had to choose between congestive heart failure <laughs> or the much more aggressive heart failure after being ruptured by a spear, wouldn't you choose the spear? No, I definitely would not. <laughs> would definitely choose the congenital heart disease. You've switched sides on me here, Gil, and I don't appreciate it. You backstabbing fool. <laughs> it's probably your spear that's rupturing my heart. Because <laughs> you're a backstabber. Yep. Santa Claus dies. Yeah. On impact up. from falling off of this at most two-story house. And it's not memory. even that sad. Like in the movie. <clears throat> it's like a it's more like it's a, weird. It's oh like no, what's what happening? Do I do? This is yeah. weird. Yeah, he's like wondering what to do with the body at this point. He thinks it's call just some the freaking police. Yeah, he thinks it's some sort of impersonator. Yeah. But rather than call the police <laughs> or the paramedics, I mean, yeah. he doesn't even anybody, flinch towards nine one one. Yeah, he doesn't even try to do CPR or take a pulse. He probably takes his pulse. Or they something. probably didn't have CPR back then in the nineties. In the nineties, yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I think that the fact that all he does is take the business card. And then just go inside. This might also be affected and colored by the fact that I also don't remember because I haven't seen the movie in a long time. That's okay. No one else will watch it to dispute the fact. Like the big, yeah, that's true. <laughs> the biggest, like the craziest thing that comes from all of this is just that he eventually gets kidnapped, taken to the North Pole, and then someone shows him under a magnifying glass that there's fine print. And if you take that card, you are now against your will, Santa Claus. So in a weird twist of fate... Santa is the slave and not his elves. That's true. Or maybe they all are. But they're definitely all slaves of some sort they're, of They're power. all beholden to some sort of witchcraft. Because if Santa isn't the master, and he's clearly not, he's because not. he's an unwitting participant in yes. this whole process. Yeah. He tries to shave. He tries to lose weight. Nothing helps. You're just Nothing changes anything. He's a pawn in this game. Yeah. So who is pulling the strings? Mm. Jack Frost? Ooh. Sinterklaus? Sinterklaus? <laughs> Chris Klingle? Chris Klingle. Someone's pulling the strings. That's a weird movie. Yeah, it was a really weird movie. The 90s is kind of full of weird movies. Is that about like Tim Allen growing closer with his kids? Because I feel like half of Tim Allen's movies are about that. (laughs) Just like him being a really crappy father. Yeah. Doing something that makes him realize that he's a crappy father. Yes. Like becoming Santa Claus. You know, there was actually (laughs) a lot of those kind of movies in the 90s period now that you mention it. There were, weren't there? Liar Liar is exclusively about how he's a bad dad and just needs to be better at it. Yeah, certainly. Robin Williams had a couple. Oh, yeah, he did. That's true. Mr. Doubtfire. I think think Flubber as well. He was like the bad dad. I don't know. I don't. He wasn't. I don't think he was married at all. Was he not married? Yeah, I think the movie is about how he falls in love with that lady and steals her. He steals her back from like Shooter McGavin if memory serves. (laughs) Gosh, that was a great movie. I need to go watch that. (laughs) Shooter McGavin. (laughs) Christopher McDonald, you stay away. That's right. I totally remember that. That's so great. <laughs> the things that Batman is really afraid of when Scarecrow sprays <laughs> him with his gas. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're familiar with my work. <laughs> Most people just know me as uh, Shooter McGavin, <laughs> but thanks for being a fan of my word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just terrified. Just terrified. Another movie from the 90s that I came across today. This is this made me ask the question, what is the 90s? <laughs> it was it was a dark like, time. What was going on? Yeah. If anything it wasn't a dark time because of all the weird movies that happened. They were they were all so just like so obviously and so brazenly just like celebration the cold war's over we don't have to worry about yeah. world war three anymore let's just make a movie about michael jordan playing basketball with bugs bunny and space monsters that is an american classic <laughs> so bad <laughs> um so in 1997 here's the description of a movie called the postman Ugh. In the lawless future America, Kevin Costner brings hope for peace and a unified nation by restarting the U.S. Postal Service. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
Kevin Costner. It doesn't even say his character name. <laughs> yeah, just, as himself. Kevin Costner, Kevin as Costner. Kevin Costner, former actor <laughs> in a lawless future America, brings hope for peace and a unified nation by restarting the U.S. Postal Service. Uh, I feel like the U.S. every every century, uh, give or take a few decades, has to go through a time when it when it just does something crazy, and then it, it takes like. A couple of wars and a massive recession to slap the <laughs> slap the sense back into them. <laughs> and I feel like the nineties were that time. It was the twenties uh, at one point. Yeah. And that was the nineties. <laughs> I can't argue with that. It was definitely a hiccup pretty hard in the seventies there. <laughs> yeah. But it, re- yeah. it recovered without I mean there was that, a pretty serious recession, I guess. That but. whole uh, that whole Vietnam thing. Well, I was thinking more like disco music, bell bottoms, oh, okay, giant yeah. lapels. That too. Yeah. It was weird. Drugs. And then all of a sudden it was just over. Yeah. Like disco music has an ending date for when it was popular. They had this big old disco concert and just nobody showed up. And the people who did show up just trolled it and destroyed it. It's like a specific date in 1979. Oh it's a real thing. Look it up. Was it like was it like when Cool and the Gang sang Celebration for the first time? Was that it? <laughs> was that when it died? Uh, I think it was actually the day after Rapper's Delight came out. <laughs> A hip hop, a hippie a hip to the hop, hop to the hip hip hop, you and don't it, stop. And, and that morning, everyone in, in the entire United States realized the horrible mistake that they had yeah. they had created. It was the dawn of a new era. That it song really did come out in 79. Did you know that? I didn't. It's, really, it's a lot, a long time before I thought. That is a long time before I thought. Yeah, yeah. Rap has its roots. It's horrible, embarrassing roots pretty far back. Hey. <laughs> now what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. <laughs> Oh, I guess it had to come from somewhere. Yeah. Not good anymore, but classic. Nostalgia, baby. That's why antique shops are such a thing. You want to open an antique antique shop? Here's what I want to do. I want to open an antique shop, and Mm -hmm. I want to call it Worthless Junk. (laughs) And I I don't want to display anything well. No. I want to have it just piled around in places. Yeah. And I just want it to be whatever we think won't sell <laughs> just we will specifically buy things we think nobody will yeah, buy from us haunting our customers absolutely mocking them yeah <laughs> by putting absurd prices on these and useless artifacts not employing anyone except for ourselves in the cash register and just making it the most difficult process to buy anything if you actually want to buy it <laughs> and us are we are blatantly hostile towards you <laughs> and just make fun of you for buying whatever it is you're trying to buy. oh uh See, you got an empty video cassette case for Cool Runnings there, huh? <laughs> you going to shell out $65 for that, are you? You know, that's not the collector's edition, because there wasn't one. Cause it wasn't it's garbage. One. It's garbage. Uh. <laughs> hey, Sanka, you stupid man, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Just stare at Just them. dead stare after the laugh. <laughs> Oh, you, want, you want a half of a waffle maker, do you? Oh, you like that, huh? <laughs> well, that bin, you'll be happy to know, we just bought from Kohl's like an hour and a half ago. It's a vintage stuff. You know, the stuff that's made to look old? It's not old. No. And we're reselling it at triple that prices. No, in fact, we're going to sell the other half of that waffle maker next week after you buy this one. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to have the set to this one, chief. <laughs> now fill out all your information here so we can never sell to you again. <laughs> Just have a wall of people like people you do it won't sell to because they purchased something before. <laughs> they obviously cannot be trusted as humans. <laughs> That's what we did, and everything was fine till the day Jason Statham showed up, <laughs> trying to fulfill a wish a wish list obligation from little Josh Gill, <laughs> who wanted uh, who wanted a. Uh, uh what was the like love match board game what is it that she wants in the santa claus the mom oh i I don't even know it's some old game show board game he wants a weenie whistle which presumably came with like oscar Mayer wieners or something yeah i hope so a weenie whistle (laughs) i sincerely hope it came with that what do you think about ultrasonic whistles for like dog training i've never used them before have you you say you have or have not? I have not. Have you? Uh, we did get a little collar for Scout once that one of the things was it said was uh, that it made uh, an ultrasonic noise. I think. Maybe I'm making that up. It had a shock setting we didn't use and it had a vibrate setting that we did use. 
It confused her more than anything. Yeah, we've used those same. We my, my wife has bought similar things, like a vibrating collar, and one that's supposed to like spray some sort of mist that they don't like, like citrona. I don't know, some sort of smelly thing they're not supposed to like. It neither of them worked though, so <laughs> zero effective. So our dogs still uh, attack people on site, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it actually killed a lot of people, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thankfully, Logan has like a, a ten strikes policy for pet ownership. That is lucky. So you can kill people nine times, <laughs> and they won't even. I mean, your dog. I'm not killing them. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> you can train your dogs to kill people. <laughs> Nine, like getting another dog is just like nine more free passes for to get rid of people you don't like. Exactly. Yeah. But I feel like it's it's on the people's fault themselves because our, our heaviest dog is like 18 pounds. So. Yeah. Well, it's also their fault because, I mean, they're the ones, if you think about it, they're the ones that let you get that dog, keep it in a dark room and then train it day after day, yeah. starving it from food, just showing it a picture of their face <laughs> and punching it in the neck. <laughs> inadvertently training the thing to just want to kill that person on site. It's their fault. They yeah. can stop at any time. They yeah. can stop you anytime. Yeah, they can They can vote on a politician to change that law. Absolutely. But they don't. You have three dogs. Nine times three is 27. So theoretically, <laughs> Josh has or is planning to murder as many or up to 27 people. This is correct. Scot-free. Yeah. Yeah. That's so really when Josh gets a fourth dog, you know it's because he's trying to break that <laughs> triple digit 30 mark. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Nothing's funnier than murder. It's like except murder by dog. It's like another movie. Uh, that's like the same style of the Purge, but instead of the Purge, it's like you your dogs can kill other people for you. <laughs> I mean, we already live in that world. It's just it's, you have to. Then the dog is done. Like yeah. then the dog has to get put down. Yeah, I guess that's true. You could you could already do that. You could already get a dog, <laughs> train it to kill someone, and then let it loose on that person. Yeah. What would be worse than getting torn apart by a wild pack of dogs? <sighs> Not much. I can't think of very much that would be worse no, than that. No. Getting torn apart by dogs certainly sounds worse than getting shot or stabbed. It's definitely worse than that. And I feel like... Elephant Titus. Have you ever been bit by a dog at all? Thankfully not. So I only have once. Sounds bad. It was surprisingly painful in yeah. a way that like, you know, cutting myself with knives or shutting my finger in a garage door, like things that I've done. Yeah, of course. That have hurt, have nowhere, have come nowhere close to it. And I think it's because of the like blunt force puncture trauma. Yeah, that's like, not a normal thing that happens to a human. No, and it hurt for a long time. Like biting is the only kind of wound that will do that to you. Yeah, I guess that's true. Oh my gosh, it hurts so much. And that experience alone, like the memory of what it actually felt like has mostly faded, except that I remember it was kind of like having a bruise that just went all the way through your whole hand instead of just on one side Ugh. or whatever. And then yeah. also like a puncture, like kind of stab wounds, like that bloody like pain in that way. And it's a big hole that a tooth makes. It's not like a knife no. or something like no, it's no, as no. you know, obviously, or even like a splinter. It's a pretty big hole. And oh man, I just imagining a bunch of dogs jumping on you and just biting you and just like Ugh. ripping you apart like a pack of wolves. Like oh, that's how this episode started out. Oh gosh, I don't want that to happen at all. <laughs> yeah, it sounded. I was all fun and games then, wasn't it? But yeah. now you get it. This yeah, is I guess a PSA. I guess we took the long way around, didn't we? <clears throat> yeah, because it was kind of a long way to get there. <laughs> but now, because you didn't expect it, you know in your mind and heart, listener, dear listener, that being the the pack of wild dogs thing is no joke. It's real. Well, it's not real, but it's not a joke because if it happened, it would suck. Yeah. Yeah. Do not. I do not want to live in a world where there are wild packs of dogs roaming around. In a world where there's wild packs of dogs running around. And I need to get Christmas delivered by morning. One man with eight reindeer <laughs> has to get it delivered by morning. Uh. Or else... Little Joshy Gill won't believe in Christmas anymore, <laughs> or Santa Claus, or whatever. Uh, I'm not sure his brother died in my arms before he could tell me. <laughs> I didn't get a very descriptive thing, and I've, for obvious reasons, I've never spoken to Josh, of course. <laughs> of course. Because then he would know that I'm Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Santa. Oh. oh th that movie would have to end with, like, a... Uh, I don't even know, like a World War II or like Alamo scene where just like, like Dasher, Dancer, and finally Rudolph, like they're all just getting torn apart by oh. these dogs just while defending Jason Statham. As oh, by dogs? The house. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and then at the very end, you, uh, 
you you finally get into the house and deliver, but then you realize that like you're just bleeding all over, and you just like are able to like slump your way out of the house, and then you like you like you you, you think you die, like it kind of fades out, and you're like just propped up against the side of the house, uh, just like you know with some sad music playing as it slowly zooms out, and then like it goes dark, and then it like comes back from your point of view and you're watching through like the frost covered window of like me coming downstairs and my kids just so excited <laughs> just so happy <laughs> just Christmas morning and then you could die in peace <laughs> oh and then I still die yeah I thought maybe there was like a no no you die <laughs> I thought maybe it was one of those lazy epilogues where they do like two years later and like I'm just fine like they clearly just didn't want to do the makeup that would be pretty great too <laughs> you're just like holding one of your reindeer you're like we did it, Rudy. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember you. <laughs> oh. I'll never forget. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, thanks for watching, everybody. Yeah, thanks for being here for this. We got to go make a movie. And uh, <laughs> get a hold of Jason Statham's agent, I think. <laughs> I think we need to talk to him. Jason Statham. <laughs> I got torn apart by wild dogs. How's that for a Christmas present? <laughs> uh, Call it the last deliver, the last transporter. <laughs> the last transporter. <laughs> The last transporter. And in all the promotions and all the like interviews never reveal that the plot is really just like him trying to deliver presents to someone still a grown man who still believes in Santa Claus. <laughs> just so everyone's so angry when they leave that theater. <laughs> oh. And he dies in the front yard in a Santa suit. So what happens when you find Santa? <laughs> That's, that's the thing is it ends in a way that just is not satisfying to anybody <laughs> like they're like wait but why was next christmas <laughs> or when you find just eight dead reindeer <laughs> and jason statham outside of your house the remains of eight not so tiny reindeer because reindeer are actually pretty freaking big <laughs> the tattered remains on your front yard <laughs> an overturned sled on the roof <laughs> I guess that does I guess that does wrap up your future views about Santa Claus though <laughs> I will always believe in Santa yeah. Claus you'll never you'll never not believe you'll just wonder why he wasn't actually immortal or invulnerable after all <laughs> yeah he still looked like he was 35 and like from Liverpool <laughs> <laughs> he looked really familiar. I wonder if this was Dasher or Dancer, he says, as he drags the carcass <laughs> off his front lawn. <laughs> oh, man. That's messed up. Uh, well, it's not going to get any better from here. No, Watch out for no. wild packs of rabid dogs. Um, have this your, is a public service announcement this entire episode. Have your pets spayed and neutered. <laughs> <laughs> and if you see a feral animal of any kind, call your local law enforcement and local animal control. Oh, and by the way, if someone, and I don't care what costume they're wearing, falls off your roof and dies, <laughs> call the police. Yeah, just call somebody. Just dial 911. That's yeah. all you need to do. And maybe Tim Allen does that. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying definitely do it. Yeah. I can't remember if he does or not. Also, don't take things off of dead bodies. <laughs> like, do CPR if you're going to touch them. <laughs> don't just go through their pockets looking for loose change. Yeah. 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 Animal. <laughs> like a nice mutton lettuce and tomato. <laughs> when the mutton is nice and lean. Uh, all right. We're killing it. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>